brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. So just real quick, guys, before I play the episode, I had to split it up into two parts because it was so long. So it's going to end abruptly, and then it'll pick up right where it left off on the second episode. Both are going to be released the same day, so no need to wait. Flat Earth is our reality, my friends. Yeah, we're exposing truths on another level. This is where Flat Earth fights back. Welcome back my friends to The Earth is Flat. My name is Robert and this is the Flat Earth Reality. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. Today, we have a very interesting guest standing by. His name is David. Now, I was not able to kind of 
tell you guys about this interview, but it has been scheduled for a little while. Um, the last three episodes that have come out have been interviews. So normally I tell you guys about who we're going to be bringing on on our regular episodes. But this guy standing by is really got a very interesting hobby okay and it has i think it is a part of his reason to um bring him to this truth right here but he is he's got some interesting stuff to share with us tonight and we uh of course he is a true flat earther as well so we're going to question him on his journey and then we're also going to talk about some of his very fascinating work okay so everybody please put your hands together for a very warm welcoming of our friend David Shane. David, how are you doing today, my friend? Hey there, I'm doing well. Hope you are. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's um, it's been a little hot recently uh, over here on the East Coast, but you know we make do. Yeah, yeah, it has been hot lately, and and very very humid and and muggy. <laughs> yes, sir. So, I guess um, first and foremost, just let's go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Yeah, so, um, hey guys, my name's David. I typically go by Shane, but um, uh, you can you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. Um, David Shane eighty three on TikTok, on Instagram I'm Cosmo Shane twenty three, and then on YouTube I am David Shane uh, Starman or David Shane Biblical Cosmology. Um. I think that's right. I get mixed up on that YouTube channel. <laughs> the <That's> YouTube, okay. <laughs> the YouTube and Instagram are fairly new. I mainly uh, post on TikTok, but I recently started those other two um, social media accounts. Yeah, and guys, don't worry about having to write this stuff down. You know, as always, it will be down in the show description and linked as well. So that way, you can just click the link and go directly to David via any one of his um, any one of his social media accounts. So David, uh, I'm curious. Um, how long have you been a flat earther? <laughs> um, let's see. Probably, uh, probably since late 2020. Yeah, yeah, definitely since the end of 2020. Yeah. Okay. And is it your work that you do? Your little hobbies? Is it is that what kind of helped you get there, or or is it something else that got you into flat Earth? Uh, it was a combination of things, but yeah, mostly, mostly, um, mostly the stars, um, um, uh, my hobby, you know, um, astronomy, uh, astrophotography, um, just, you know, all that stuff. A lot of people have always said, you know, get a telescope, uh, it proves there's a, a ball, but it's actually quite the opposite. Um, the only reason people think telescopes prove that the earth is a ball is because they've been told to think that they've, you know, most people have never gotten a telescope or studied the stars, um, extensively for themselves. Um, if people would and, and forget what they've been told to think and believe they'd quickly realize that we're definitely not moving, uh, through space. Um, we're not, you know, we're not orbiting the sun, none of that. Um, and the stars prove it. Um, did they appear, to be circular or round um most of them do they appear to be you know circular but they also appear to be kind of you know flat disc-like uh lights but we never we never see new stars um 
players has never moved in all of recorded history. It's always been the same spot. It doesn't even move a little bit. So, you know, after after seeing all these things and and then seeing how how liquidy, you know, the stars literally look like light shining through water, um, especially when you're, you know, zoomed way in on one with a powerful telescope and or even an icon, you know, P one thousand. Um, so yeah, the, the stars definitely played a big, a big role in me becoming a flat earther because, you know, I never used to pay attention a whole lot to the sky or the stars before I started doing this. And I just kind of assumed that, uh, I don't know what I assumed really. I was so indoctrinated. <laughs> um, I just assumed we were flying through space, at some relative speed and that we were, you know, maybe seeing new stars. But no, we never we never see new stars ever. They're all the same. Constellations remain the same. Um, this time next year, you will see the same exact stars in the same exact location. I mean, exact. So that none of that can be true if we're flying through space at five hundred thousand miles per hour with the sun. <laughs> Absolutely, Dave. Uh, David, I'm I'm with you 100. percent And and this is um this has been proven very many times, um with time lapse cameras and and people like yourself who go out and uh, you know purchase these telescopes. And mm -hmm. I myself, I have a telescope that I got for Christmas. It's it's not a super fancy one, but it it's a nice telescope, and uh, it's a Star Sense. So there's these apps that you can download that'll uh tell you exactly mm -hmm. where to point your telescope, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. But um sweet yeah yeah that's a really cool app i've been seeing those uh did you get a celestron yes i did i believe so i've got it's, it's up in my closet right now otherwise i'd be able to tell you for sure but i'm pretty sure it, it's a celestron and um it, it's pretty nice oh yeah celestron makes in my opinion um for for the money they make the best telescope out there hands down and they've got some awesome technology that comes with them. Like you said, the apps, their star sense. Um, there's the sky, the sky portal app. Yep. Um, also um, makes a sky safari to work with um, the ones like mine. Um, yours works a little bit differently than mine, but um, uh, yeah, Celestron makes an awesome product. I highly recommend them to anyone. Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that later because I would love to know about your telescope. But before we get there, um, I would like to know what is the biggest proof for you that just made you go, that's it, the earth is flat? Okay. Um, well, besides the stars, um, seeing the same stars over and over and Polaris not ever moving, you know, with all the tilting and the wobbling and orbiting these millions of miles around the sun, Polaris would have to move. There, there's no way it wouldn't move. Um, but I'd say besides that, earthly, the biggest proof that really got me was when I realized that all water is level. All bodies of water are level on the surface, and they that's what they do. They seek to find and maintain their own level, and um, you can't you can't find one single large or small body of water on earth that has a curved surface so i was like well if earth is 70 percent water and all water is level 
the earth has to be flat. There, there is no other proof we need. Water tells us the earth has to be flat. I mean, sure, there's valleys, mountains, um, you know, volcanoes. It, it's topographical, but in generally speaking, it is flat and level. It has to be. Yes, so, yeah. yes. I'm with you 100%. Um, and, and a lot of people, they, they, they get this pancake image of Earth with water falling off the edge, floating in space with other round planets around it. Don't you think that is just the craziest depiction of what we believe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, um, that's intentional misinformation, intentional um, deception. Um, they know we don't believe that, but they keep portraying it as what we believe <laughs> it's so ridiculous um, i think it's no coincidence that obama made sure to say that we do not have time for a meeting of the flat earth society oh yeah yeah that was definitely intentional and the reason the biggest reason they don't have time for a meeting or or a debate of flat earth they know they can't win it with any real you know educated um well-rounded flat earther they cannot they cannot win that debate they just can't so they have to avoid it yeah that takes me back to uh neil degrasse tyson i think there's been plenty of people that have uh decided or tried to say hey let's debate and he just he just won't do it because he said it's just simply not true well if it's not true then you should be able to easily prove that it's not exactly exactly yeah so that's a big red flag right there Big time, big time. And he's he's contradicted himself and NASA so many times. It's not even funny. So he's afraid that, you know, we'll point that out, too, in, in a debate, all the contradictions. Why did part of the astronauts say they see stars from space? The other half of them say you can't see stars from space. Um, they claim there's pockets of gravity, all this nonsense. Um it's it's quite ridiculous when you truly look into it it's it's super ridiculous <laughs> yeah and that leads me to my next question for you my friend is um how did it affect you once you come to terms and realize that we have been lied to for such a long time it affected me in such a profound way i i literally can't put it into words um but i'll try um Okay. For instance, it it happened pretty quick with me. Um, it just clicked. Um, but I, you know, I kept researching it, kept trying to debunk it. The whole reason I looked into flat Earth, to be to be brutally honest, was um the same reason many other people do. I wanted to uh, make fun of it, mock these people, and totally debunk it, and maybe try to educate them. <laughs> because me and my dad were driving down the road one day and I don't know how it came up, but the flat earth society came up and I was like, there can't be real flat earthers. And, uh, he said, Oh yeah, there's millions of, them. there's a flat earth society. And I was like, you're kidding. It's 2020. How can there be flat earthers? We know it's round. And, uh, so me and him laughed and chuckled. And he said, there's a bunch of videos about it on TikTok. You ought to check it out. And um, so I, hold on one second. These cats are fighting. That's okay. Y'all stop. Tristy, you got to separate these cats, honey, please. 
put put black cat outside okay i'm sorry about that no worries my friend no worries at all i got a cat and he and the uh, couple other male cats that keep trying to get her oh my goodness yeah okay so um anyways that night i mean it bothered me that there were flat earthers out there and um so i get on tiktok and i type in flat earth and my intentions were to you know it was like maybe these people didn't graduate high school i just need to help them you know but i'm sure i i know i had intentions on maybe making fun of them um i mean i'm just being honest because yeah. i just thought the earth was you know i was indoctrinated like everyone else but Man, I kept seeing these videos, and they were so logical. Um, one of the first videos I saw was a boat disappearing over the horizon, and then this guy brought it completely back into view with a P900 camera. I mean, you could see it all the way from the bottom up. And I was like, whoa, that was one of the globe proofs that I was taught in school that was like a absolute proof that the Earth was a ball. So there's one proof that got debunked. And then um, I started seeing these videos about Polaris and the time lapse and showing how all the stars, you know, orbit around Polaris and Polaris has never moved. And then video showing where they could see Polaris all year, all year round through the that little tiny hole in the Georgia Guidestones. And then I saw these videos of stars up close and how, you know, they looked like water. And, you know, Bible verses talking about the firmament and the waters above. And I've always, you know, really um, believed in my Bible. I might not have always lived up to it like I should, but I always believed in it. Um, so, man, it just it was just one proof after another. And I saw these these flat earthers talking and presenting this evidence. And I'm like, man, they don't sound crazy. They don't sound dumb at all. In fact, these guys sound quite normal, fairly educated, sophisticated, well-spoken. They've proven their point with video evidence. I'm like, what is going on here? I mean, it blew my mind. So I'm like, that's it. I got to get a telescope. I got to see what these stars look like, if they really look like, you know, liquid. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I told my girlfriend that, I was like, you know what? I want a telescope. And she's like, well, don't buy one because I was going to buy one. She's like, she wanted to get me one for Christmas. So, um, yeah, the following Christmas, um, I got my first telescope and it was a Celestron Astromaster uh, 114. Uh, it's a Newtonian reflector telescope. Not super expensive, but for the money, they're, they're actually pretty powerful. And, uh, yeah, that was it. That was... <clears throat> that was about all the proof I needed. Um, after seeing, like I said, about the water and it always finding its own level. And I looked at Polaris myself, recorded it for hours, not one tiny bit of, mo of motion or movement, but yet the stars around it were moving. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what started my journey. <laughs> but it, it, the way it affected me though, I seriously had a full on, anxiety attack when i realized it was flat i kind of felt like neo in the movie matrix i kid you not i was like dude my mind is just blown totally looking at uh the whole world differently 
And then I was like, man, that explains, that explains where God is. He's not in some other dimension or on the other side of space and time. He's not in, you know, he's not invisible. He's just on the other side of the firmament. And I, I felt so much closer to God. I mean, immediately I felt closer to God and I found all those Bible verses talking about the firmament and my whole life, you know, I've read the Bible a lot. I've read it from front to back, literally cover to cover. And I've read the new Testament many times. I mean, at least probably a dozen times. Um, and those firmament verses always threw me off, but I would just, you know, read past it and not think anything of it. But finally, all those firmament Bible verses started to make sense. And, uh, man, it, like I say, it just, it brought me closer to God. It, it helped open my eyes to the. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Deception of our world leaders our education system and and it reassured me that the bible is in fact 100% accurate 100% truthful and um yeah it strengthened my faith i mean a hundred times over i mean i, I got a new i guess i kind of got a new fire for god and and uh, everything because it just it proved to me that the bible is true and, you know, with the way they educate us in the school system, we're kind of we're kind of taught that they've debunked a lot of the Bible through science. Right. We thought they have, but they haven't debunked any of it. Um, but, yeah, man, it it really impacted my life in a huge way. But I was a little bit scared because I was like, man, how do I, my family needs to know this? But God, how do I how do I tell them? They're going to they're gonna think I've lost it, and they did. I kept it to myself for a couple of weeks, and I was like, no, this is one of them things you just have you know it. It's to know and not to tell. You just keep it to yourself, man. Keep it to yourself. But I couldn't. I couldn't. So um, I started telling my family. My dad called on right away. Um, but he's, you know, he's a very smart man. He's very smart. Um, but he called on right away. The rest of my family, not so much. My son, oh, man, he totally rejected it and hated me for believing it. I mean, got seriously mad at me over it, very mad. Um, my girlfriend, she's a flat earther. It took, it took some time for her to come around, but she, she eventually saw it too. Um, but uh, my sister, she didn't. She don't see it. My brother... He's on the fence. I think deep down he knows it's flat, but his indoctrination is strong, man. He just he can't let go of it because he's you know he's going to a church where his pastor's telling him that that's all you know that's his pastor's trying to tell him that oh, it's all just well allegorical or they just thought that it was flat and they just thought they were under firmament they just didn't know any better it wasn't 
it wasn't that they were intentionally lying. The prophets, you know, that wrote about the firmament, they just didn't know any better. And then I'm like, well, hold on now. Do you believe the Bible is inspired by God or don't you? Because if it's inspired by God, he can't inspire a lie, you know? So I know that was a little bit of a long response there, but um, it it just affected me big time. But um, yeah, I'm glad. And I'm sorry, but yeah, um, a lot of people experience the same type of effect as you do. And uh, I kind of did as well. You know, it, it's, and I think, you know, for especially people who are a little bit older, you know, and, and even older people in general, have a harder time accepting it because, you know, they just been clinging, you know, this is their whole life is a lie basically. And you do go through these emotions and, um, you know, but your final emotion is always just thank goodness. You know, you know, the truth, you, you can see it now with your own eyes. The world is a more beautiful place. Like you said, you've been more connected with God and, uh, yeah. it really just, it, it does, it makes a huge difference. It does. It makes a huge difference. You'll never see once you become a flat earther, you don't you don't look through the same lens anymore. You don't look at anything the same because, you know, everything is created for a purpose and for a reason. Um, it's yeah. I mean, life is so much more beautiful to me this way. No, lo no longer feel like a speck of a speck of a speck floating through the universe uh with no purpose and and they've got all these telescopes supposedly out there in space but god is nowhere to be found well once you realize all those lies and you realize where god really is you feel much closer to him that's right and uh you know you're 100 correct in all these telescopes that are in space that we've spent billions of our tax money on you know this is coming out of the people's pocket you know and it's um they can't even just spin that thing around and just show us a picture of the earth that is not composited images that have been put together on a computer that's right it's yeah it's crazy yeah google earth is another uh somebody showed me how you know seen a video that um when i was first waking up you know you zoom all the way out, Google Earth turns into a cartoon, man. <laughs> I thought they had real satellites in space showing the Earth in real time. It's a cartoon, and it you know switches over when you zoom in at a, a certain length or whatever. But, man, yeah, there are no telescopes in, in space. In fact, after owning one and using one, um, I know it's impossible for them to be in space taking pictures with those things because you, you've got one these are very delicate instruments if you even barely touch the telescope or the focus knob your image you know your object and the telescope starts shaking you there's no way you could get a clear picture with a moving telescope it's just not possible you know you're right about that and i never i never thought about that myself and just real quick before I forget, have you seen the simple, I'm big on experiment, uh, experiments and on my TikTok page, I've been posting a lot of just simple experiments that you can do at home. My most recent one was of how, how the heck you could get 99% of the world's population to light up on a globe. And, um, 
Yeah. Actually, I didn't get much feedback on that, which is uh, actually a good thing. I mean, I got about 3,000 views, which is normally about what I'm getting right now. But most times I'll get a lot of people in the comments saying, you know, you're stupid or this, that and trolling. But um, yeah. I didn't really get much response on that because I'm guessing they you can't explain that to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But real quick. So these there is little experiments that you can do at home. I plan to do this here soon myself where you can create the same effect of a star, you know, where with with a bucket of water and a mirror or something that's in the water and reflecting onto a uh, a a surface, uh, a dark surface. Have you um, done anything like this yourself? Or have you seen those videos? I have done that. Um, actually, uh, it's a little over a year ago. I made a video showing my experience, experiment. Um, I didn't know other people had done that i thought i had thought up something original there <laughs> so um yeah i you know turned all the lights off and took a, a glass of water and a bowl of water and a flashlight and shined it through it onto the dark ceiling above and recorded it looks just like a star zoomed in just like it i mean identical um i'll try to find that find that video and send it to you on tiktok yeah, and if, if not, I'll go through and I'll find it also because I want to include that for sure on um, in the show description. So that way they can, I'll just link the video directly in the description so they can just see that and go directly to that video. Because that, I mean, the fact that we can do these little simple experiments right in the comfort of our own home and, and get the same effect to what we can visually see with our own eyes. I mean, that should be proof in itself. That should tell you something. It should. It should. Um unfortunately the the evil rulers of this world they've got you know fairly clever explanations for these phenomenon um but i mean i don't buy any of them but yeah of course you know what they say about the liquid effect we see through telescopes and stars they claim it's refraction right uh, it's that fraction refraction does exist but it's a totally different effect to what we see you know when we look at stars through the telescope um and one thing with refraction uh, i get this in my comments a lot people are oh haven't you never saw the sun beating on the asphalt in in the heat of the day and it looks like gas vapor coming up off of the asphalt I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. That's not even the same effect here. We're not talking about little, you know, vapory, fumy uh, looking, looking thing. This is full on waves. I mean, full on waves, liquid effect. Plus, we don't look at stars in the daytime, in the That's heat of the day. Exactly. <laughs> We're looking through the, dark of, the darkness of night and even in wintertime. I've had my telescope out where it was like 15 degrees, 15 degrees, no humidity whatsoever. The liquid effect was maybe worse than really. Yeah. Maybe even worse. It definitely wasn't any better. So temperature plays no part in it. The moisture in the air, no part in it because the stars look just as liquidy when there's very little to no humidity and very little to no heat. I mean, it makes no difference with summer, winter, spring, fall, whether it's very humid or not humid or dry, makes no difference. They always look like they're in liquid or like they're, 
light shining through water. That's how I explain it. Yeah, and that's a very easy way to explain it. And, and um, you know, it's pretty much the exact same way that the Bible explains it. You know, uh, God put a firmament to divide the waters from the water. So that means that there's water above the firmament. And, and then he put the, the sun and the moon and, and then the stars for, you know, uh, I guess, extra lighting or maybe, I th you know, we know a lot of people use the stars for navigations. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, it does say it right there in the Bible. And like you say, you know, when we're brought up uh, believing this lie and, and we read the Bible, it, it doesn't really, you know, our subconscious just kind of like you said, just skip over it. OK, I don't know what a firmament is, but whatever, you know, but then once you start <laughs> seeing this stuff, you go back to the Bible. And, and that's how it is for my mom, too. You know, I, I kind of planted the seed in her head and, you know, it, at first she was like i don't know robert you know she's like but you know if that's what you believe i support you so i'm like you know i think i appreciate it mama i said but just look into it you'll be surprised what you find and and thankfully um you know one day she was just scrolling on tiktok and uh she's seen a video and she's like this can't be true i'm gonna go read my bible and uh <laughs> she she had to call me after that she said robert you're right the earth is flat i said mama i, I know i told you <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love hearing stories like that too. It, it's man. It, it's pretty but, amazing. And uh, it's funny because my mom is not scared at all. She literally tells everybody who will listen to her and uh, she uses the Bible. And, and for some people that's hard, but I think it is easier, especially when people are Christians. So like you can approach, approach a Christian just like, Hey, you know, have you, uh, have you, have you read this in the Bible? Have you, deciphered it yourself and kind of broke down what it actually means and uh it's funny i called my mom today and, and uh, she told me she had some some family members from her her husband's side over and uh she said robert i was telling them and she's like no sooner than i tell him you call me on the phone i said oh isn't that just crazy but you know so she's she's doing what she can to get out there and, and try to just show people god's word and, and and like you said you have to give the credit to god because it does bring a lot of people back to god and then, you know, you can get your life back on track. Yes, absolutely. Because I think that that was their whole point, their whole purpose of the globe model. Right. And uh, the hit, I mean, the name in itself, if you just think about it, tells you the whole the whole point. Helios sin trick. It's a Helios sin. We all got sin tricked. We got tricked into sinning against God. Whether people want to believe it or admit it or not, in believing in the globe model, you actually are committing a pretty, pretty, um, a pretty big sin against God. Number one, you're saying his word is not true. That's heresy. The, the globe model contradicts what the Bible teaches us about the shape of the earth. It contradicts what the Bible teaches us about the stars. He said the stars are for, um, for number one, for light in the darkness to kind of aid the moon. And, but number two, they're for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And what a big coincidence. If you know the stars and the constellations, you can look up at the night sky and just by the position of the stars, you can tell what what time of year it is, what season it is. Uh, if you're really good at it, you can even tell what day of the month it is. 
I mean, the sky is literally a giant clock, very sophisticated, a very advanced, a very intelligent clock. I mean, literally, we got the moon to tell us um, the months, right? Month, month, 28 days in the moon cycle. There's actually 28 days in a true month. There's 13 months of 28 days, which equals 364 days in a year. Coincidentally, that's how many um, that's how many days the book of Enoch tells us are in a year. 364, not 365. So it's it's a big intricate web they've spun. They've planted a seed of doubt in even in all believers with the globe model. Because if the globe is sailing through space at these speeds, then you can't trust your God-given senses. You can't trust your your eyes. You can't trust the, what the Bible says about creation because they supposedly debunked the second day, the second day of creation, the firmament. They're, you know, if you believe in outer space, you can't believe in the firmament. So again, you're committing heresy against God by believing in outer space and the globe model. And then you're saying everything is centered around the sun when it's not we are the center of his creation not the sun um it, yeah it's it's pretty wild man I, I mean they're hiding god you know where is god in the globe model you can't show him because there's all this empty space and there's nothing else they can't find god they've got these telescopes out there they've never seen any sign of god or his angels but in the flat earth model, the stars are the angels and God is sitting on his sitting on his throne on top of the firmament, literally. The earth the is book his of footstool and uh, yeah. he, he looks upon us as like grasshoppers. I think that's Isaiah 40, right? Yeah. Yep, it is. Yep. He sits, uh, sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and the earth is a circle, but it's not a sphere. That's right. another verse they like to twist because, you know, we're we're encircled by the ice wall, the Arctic Circle, 360 degrees. Um, even the book of Revelations describes when John was called up to heaven, says he was standing on a sea of glass, sea of glass, clear as crystal. That's the firmament. Right. He got caught up there to the other side of the firmament where God is. So that's why, you know, we don't like visually see him is because he's on the other side of the firmament, but he is close. He's not some other dimension or on the other side of space and time. I mean, he's literally right up there watching everything we do. Right. And that can take us back to the uh, the Babylons, you know, the Tower of Babel um, trying to reach God. And uh, he he was not happy about that. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, he in fact, yeah, he was so unhappy about it. He tore down the the Tower of Babel. He went down, confused everyone's tongue and language and scattered us, you know, all over the earth because he God didn't say that man couldn't do it. He didn't say it can't be done. In fact, he kind of insinuated that it could be done, he said, because, you know, for they are all, they're all one speech um, of one language and of one people, and anything they think to do, they will be able to accomplish it. So I got to go down here and tear down their tower 
confuse their language and their tongue and scatter them before they, you know, build a tower up here and try to break through my firmament and cheat their way into heaven. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to break into heaven, probably to get to the tree of life so they could live forever. And also so they could set their own gods up there. Right. That's what Nimrod was trying to do was to put his own gods up there or put himself up there as God. God is not going to allow that. So if he wouldn't allow it in Babylonian times, wouldn't allow Nimrod and the Babylonians to ascend up into heaven. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What makes people think NASA is? Or he will let NASA? You know? Yeah, so. and, and that's interesting. And while we're on this topic real quick, do you think it's possible maybe he, he strengthened this firmament or something? Because, you know... With Operation uh, Fishbowl, you know, we shot rockets with Russia straight up into the sky trying to break this firmament. So obviously we know that the firmament is impenetrable, but what do, what do you think is, uh, why hasn't God come back down to stop us with the, like these rockets and stuff? Okay, that's, that's a good point. Um, I've thought about that too. Here's what I think. Um, I think eventually we will get through it eventually or we will damage it and about that time is when we'll see the second coming of jesus christ because um, jesus said when he spoke of the last days and the signs of his coming one of the big signs he said the powers of the heavens shall be shaken and when god or the prophets or jesus was talk whenever they would talk about the heavens they were referring to the firmament because you go back to Genesis chapter one, it plainly says, and God called the firmament heaven. Right. Okay. So when Jesus was saying the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, he was saying the power of the firmament will be shaken. And then he said, you're going to see it uh, ripped open or torn apart or, you know, or rolled open like a scroll when it's rolled together. So maybe eventually they will get it done or they'll at least damage it. But about that time, you know, they're going to get something they wish they'd never asked for. <laughs> they're going to see, you know, the second coming um, maybe about that time. But yeah, he could have strengthened it too. Another thing a lot of people don't think about um, and the flat earth, a lot of the depictions don't illustrate it. But there's more than one layer to the firmament. So even if they get through this first one, they got at least six more layers. I believe there's seven. 
That's a very good <laughs> assumption with uh, seven being God's number. Yes, seven being God's number, seven colors in the rainbow, correct? That's right. And we know that that's what causes rainbows. It's light and moisture reflecting off the dome. So that's why correct. there's seven colors. There's seven layers to the firmament. So even if they got through the first one, there's no way they could get through all seven. There's just no way. Well, let me tell you, uh, Shane, I guess I can call you. Um, yeah. You're making some great points. And, um, you know, I was just recently learning about the rainbows and how, you know, they're arched like that due to the shape of the firmament. But I never put together that seven colors. Now, I always knew that. But, you know, I, you literally just made this connection for me. Seven colors. God's seven. Um, uh, God's number is seven. So, you know, that makes a lot of sense. There could really be seven you know, layers to the firmament. And I'm glad that you were able to bring this uh, to my attention because it, it reminds me a little bit about something that we've seen Hillary Clinton say several times, you know, that we've cracked yeah. the ceiling, that highest glass ceiling, 18 million cracks in it, which is, um, you know, it's just, it's funny how they put it right in your face and people just still don't understand, but that just goes to prove how successful, you know, the devil has been in his indoctrinations. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's that's weird that you brought that up with Hillary, because that was literally on my mind and like on the tip of my tongue, because <laughs> I could, we still haven't shattered that highest and hardest glass ceiling yet. But someday we will. So maybe the highest and the hardest layer is the seventh, that seventh layer. That's a really yeah. good connection. Yeah. And the book of Enoch also says there's seven. He was called up to all, to each one, and he saw, you know, what was beyond each layer. And it's the way he describes it. There's such a huge um, gap or space between each layer. Um, there's like a whole different world where you go past the first one and there's all these um, angels and stars and things. And then the second one is like total darkness. And then the third one has different things and, I don't know. Each one, it was like a whole nother world above that layer. So, yeah, it it would be very hard for him to ever get through the seventh one and get to where, you know, God is actually seated on his throne at. And, you know, I'm with you. I think before he even let that happen, that would be the second coming of Jesus. But just yes. real quick while I'm thinking about it also, I'm sorry, I, I'll lose my train of thought really easily. And I'm sitting over here writing stuff down as, as you make me think <laughs> of stuff. Because like I said, normally I'm pretty prepared. I've got my basic questions, but sometimes I like to go through and like listen to a lot of your stuff to come up with really good questions to ask you. But, you know, the modern day Bible only has 66 books in it, correct? But we do know with like the book of Enoch and, and several, several other books that have been left out. Um, do you think that that's part of a way to also control and make people, you know, subconsciously stick to the narrative? Absolutely. Because um, many of these other books that were removed, they're called the Apocrypha. And the interesting thing about that is if you look up the definition for Apocrypha, it literally means to hide away or to conceal or the hidden. So they've literally hidden um, some of God's scriptures, some of his word. They've literally hidden knowledge from us intentionally. And the coincidence with this is um, 
when you read Enoch or some of the other Apocrypha, um, they, they're in direct contradiction to the globe model. Like Enoch, it, it tells you how the sun and the moon orbit, you know, through these portals above Earth. And um, that's not what the globe model teaches at all. At you know, all. they want to think we are orbiting the sun instead of the sun orbiting us. So they kind of had to remove books like Enoch in order to indoctrinate the Christians, right? Because as long as they got a Bible that clearly tells them how the seasons work, how the sun and moon works, how the stars work, and how we never move, well, then that would be much harder to indoctrinate the Christians. So I think that's why they hid and removed all these books from the Bible. Right. And, um, yeah, that's, you make great points. Um, I, I can't thank you enough. So the book of Enoch, um, I, I haven't found a physical copy of it, but I, I've listened to the audiobooks on uh, YouTube. Um, how do you think that people are getting a hold of these type of books that have been left out? Okay. Um, one way is like you said, through YouTube, listening to audio, but you can, um, you can find uh, paper copies on Amazon, uh, places like that. And there's also an app. I downloaded um, the book of Enoch um, from the app store, actually. And I okay. think it was free. If it wasn't free, it was probably only 99 cents. So it's definitely worth it either way. But um, yeah, that's how I first started reading it. I just downloaded it from the app store. And man, it's so, it is so captivating once you start reading it uh you can't put it down i mean it's extremely detailed extremely interesting and it will blow your mind how much it aligns with scripture if you hear people say enoch contradicts contradicts scripture i'm sorry but they're a liar it doesn't in any way it actually validates it it goes into much more detail about the giants the nephilim the fallen angels, um, like I said, it's, it's things about um, the sun, moon, and stars, uh, the heavens, the firmament. It describes all these things in great detail. I mean, he he met, you know, Gabriel, Michael, uh, Raphael, Uriel, all these holy angels, these archangels, and he describes what it was like being in their presence and. He kept falling down on his face, trembling in fear. Okay. I mean, there's so much detail in there. You can't make that stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. It's too, it's too detailed. And I can, I can find at least a hundred references from Enoch to the Bible that are almost word for word. Jude, he quotes directly from the book of Enoch. Um, and, and uh, Jesus, some of his, some of his, um, what he said, you can find those same words in the book of Enoch. Um, so, yeah, I, I personally consider it scripture. Now, there's three different e books of Enoch. I've read the first one and most of the second one, but I haven't read the third. So I can't speak on it. But what yeah. I have read, it seems totally legit. And it's at the very least, it's it's a great read and it's something people should at least consider as 
you know, possible scripture. Absolutely. And I'll make sure to link at least the audio version from YouTube. I'll go try to find, uh, I probably will go ahead and link the book as well, just in case anybody listening would like to go buy it. And uh, I plan to buy it myself also because something that has been brought to my attention as of late is, you know, there very well could be a digital burning very soon. And and a lot of stuff is turned digital, including newer books, Um, even the uh, the 16 emergency landings book. You cannot buy a physical copy of that anymore. It is strictly a PDF file online or audio online. What a shame. Okay, very much. Let me make a recommendation on the paper version, if you want. Um, I've got, this is the complete Apocrypha book. Um, it's 54 books that have been removed from the from the Bible, not the King James. These were taken out before the King James. But I've read a lot of them, and i got to tell you, they seem like, they seem like Scripture to me. In fact, some of these books um, reminds me of... Uh, the writings of Daniel and one of them was removed from the end of Daniel. There's more to the book of Daniel. They cut off the end and then renamed it, uh, bell and the dragon, but it's written by Daniel. And it's a, it's one of the shortest books that in the whole Bible, it's a very short book, fast read, easy read. But you know, the reason I think they took it out, it confirms that dragons were in fact real. Because Daniel slays a dragon in that book, and it tells you how to kill these dragons. It's something you'd never think of. He actually yeah. fed, he fed this dragon something that killed it. It made it burst on the inside, made his insides burst open. He didn't even have to pull out a sword or anything. Well, that's interesting, and, and I've heard a theory that you know that's where they get these dinosaurs from. Is they you know, I've heard the theory that, you know, they find Nephilim bones and stuff and, and they label that as a dinosaur bone, but also with the dragons. And I mean, it's it's pretty similar in um in, in the name. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. The T-Rex is, in my opinion, hands down, that's a dragon. That's a dragon uh, skeleton. Even the arms, they didn't have little tiny arms. That's how the bone structure looks inside of the wings of a dragon. Right. Uh, very similar. Um, and that would also explain why, you know, how they always talked about, um, if he fell down, he'd have a hard time getting up and wouldn't be able to balance well. Well, that's because that creature had wings. <laughs> so he didn't really need to be able to balance well. He had wings. It's a dragon. Um, yeah, even dinosaurs. Ain't that something? Even dinosaurs are probably fictitious. Yeah, large creatures did exist. But they came from the Nephilim and the fallen angels and probably a result of genetic tampering um, because the fallen angels were extremely smart. They knew the human anatomy way better than we could. In fact, they're the ones that taught us modern medicine. They taught us how to read and write. They taught us how to make swords and weapons. They taught man witchcraft, incantations, all this sorcery and all this other stuff and astrology. All of that was taught to us by the fallen angels. Even pen and paper. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, that's that's all in Enoch. All of what I just told you is in the book of Enoch. Um, they taught us how to make swords and weapons of war, instruments of death, 
um, how to, uh, I think, trying to think what they used for paper, but basically taught them how to make ink, pen and paper, and how to write. Uh, they taught women the the arts of beauty, how to make makeup, how to put it on. They even taught um, taught mankind how to basically um, commit a, um, abortion, how to do abortion. There's a passage in there that says that, uh, forget that one fallen angel's name, but he taught men and women um, how to strike the embryo in the womb and to kill it, to diminish it. Mm. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of reasons they took books like Enoch out. They don't want us to know that a lot of our technology, even swords and weapons, is actually came from the fallen angels. We were never intended to know these things or to have these things. It's another reason God was so angry with the fallen angels and their punishment was very severe, very severe. It's so severe. Enoch saw them being punished and he, he wept for them. I mean, he felt sorry for them. And then one of the angels had to kind of put him in checks. Like, why do you feel sorry for them? They're responsible for all suffering on earth, all pain and death and wars and, and sorceries and witchcraft and spells and all this wickedness. They're responsible for it. They, they knew better. They, so they're getting what they deserve, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing book. Well, uh, we definitely guys encourage you all who have not read the book of Enoch. Like I said, I will find uh, the copies of it on Amazon to link in the show description. That way you guys can go and buy it if you so please. But if you don't want to buy it, then I will definitely uh, link the YouTube channel in which you can listen to these books. But uh, like I was just saying earlier, I definitely encourage people. We need to start having physical copies of this stuff because if things happen and they do shut down the internet or there's a digital burning of some sort, we're going to need these physical copies for later on, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. The The amount of information that's that's out there right now that people can easily find and access um, that is that actually, you know, exposes them. They have they can't let that linger much longer because people are waking up, I mean, by the millions and it's only a matter of time. And they know it until we have a whole mass awakening, until all of society can no longer ignore all of these facts and all this evidence um, that's being exposed. So, yeah, I, I agree. They're definitely going to find a way to shut down the Internet and basically you know, wash all of these, these uh, digital documents away and just burn them, get rid of them so that we can no longer access them. Um, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, so my next question I have for you is, do you have any of your own theories just from, you know, stuff that you've thought about and seen, were you able to connect any dots and stuff? You know, do you have any of your own theories? Um, yeah, I, I, I've got multiple theories. Um, it just depends on what, you know, what topic we're talking about. Um, 
Well, we can talk about anything on here, my friend. That's the biggest reason why I decided to call this the flat earth reality, because our reality on our flat earth is going to be significantly different than your reality on a globe earth. Oh, yeah, totally, totally different, totally different. Um, theories, I'm, I've got a lot, but I'm trying to think of one that one that we could bring up and talk about. Uh or one that I feel, you know, confident enough. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, here's now this is going to sound crazy to a lot of people, but people like you and I it probably won't sound so crazy too. Okay. So, um, I've got this theory that, um, even our rain doesn't come like we've been told. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, in fact, it's in this biblical. I don't think the rain comes out of the clouds. I know, I know it sounds stupid. Any, a lot of this flat earth stuff does sound stupid to people until they think about it or until they research it. But um, tell me something. We know water has to have a container, right? That's right. Well, where's the container inside of these clouds that's capable of holding billions of gallons of water i mean look at what look at pakistan how quickly it flooded really do we really i mean think about is it possible is it even possible that that much rain fell out of a cloud you know that's that's a really interesting theory and you're making me even think about it because you know clouds are floating in in the air Obviously yeah. defying gravity anyways, but if they have all this weight of water, like you say, you know, millions of, and, and billions of pounds of water, just like the ocean, you know, shouldn't gravity just have these clouds just completely on the ground? <laughs> exactly. Um, just, yeah, when the, just before any type of rainstorm, these clouds would get so heavy, wouldn't they fall or get lower? I mean, and how do they hold these billions of gallons of water? And what makes them burst open? I mean, are they, I mean, we're pretty much believing that these clouds are just, just big, um, funny looking water balloons. I mean, think about, I mean, that's not a container. A cloud is just a cloud. I mean, you can fly right through it with an airplane and you don't burst it open. The water don't fall out. And when it storms, South flew a lot and I flew through some rainstorms and I remember the captain saying, we're going to try to get above the clouds here, but it was still raining on the plane. We were above the clouds. We were above them. It was still raining on the plane. So 
again, you can look back to the Bible. It talks about um, like the two end time witnesses that they have power to shut up heaven, that it rain not on the earth. Then um, when God flooded the earth, it says that the, the windows, the floodgates of heaven were opened. And then all this water poured onto the earth. Though obviously the water that was on the other side of the firmament, a lot of it, he opened the firmament, the gates in it, and let all this water come down. Well, that was that was the rain. Um, and there's many references in the Bible that talks about the windows of heaven being open or shut. And basically that's what controls, you know, the rain. So my theory is our rain does not come from clouds. And the reason it gets dark and the clouds all come together right before it rains, that's for a covering. That's for a covering, and it's got a dual purpose. Number one, it covers the area that's being rained on. Um, it covers the sun, right? So that the sun can't immediately dry up the rain. So that's one reason for the covering, so that it has time to soak into the ground so the plants can use that water. And another reason for it, for the covering in the dark clouds, is so maybe we don't see the windows of heaven being opened and the rain falling out. Um, I just don't see how it's physically possible for the clouds to carry that much water and that much weight. And yet an airplane can fly right through it and never get wet, never bust it open. How's that work? I mean, <laughs> so I'm very glad I asked you this question and I hope that you're going to be okay with me, um, sharing this, this theory. Cause, um, I'm going to be guesting on a podcast next Monday, uh, a little less. So this coming Monday, I'm going to be guest on a podcast and I, I would like to use this theory because I haven't heard it before. And, and he's a friend of mine. And he asked me, he said, I want I want you to bring some some stuff that's not really talked about. And I've never heard of this. So this is very interesting. I really, I really like this. And, and it does make sense if you think about it. It absolutely does. Especially when you can reference your Bible and find all these instances where God talks about opening the windows of the firmament or the floodgates or, you know, and letting the rain down, you know, letting the rain in that way. The Bible never says the not that I'm aware of. And I'm not, I, you know, I won't ever say anything that I'm not sure of. So I don't remember reading any Bible verse that says the rain falls from the clouds. It says it falls from the heavens. And we know when the Bible says heaven, it really means firmament most of the time. It's either talking about the actual firmament or the area on the other side of the firmament. So, regardless, you have to associate heaven with the firmament. And it literally talks about windows being open. Um, gee, I mean, it's <laughs> it's something I've been wanting to bring up for a while. But, of course, you know, I know the backlash is going to come and the trolls and the, the, the insults and all that. But people just need to think about it. I mean, they lied to us about the shape of the earth. They lied to us about our space. They lied to us about the moon landing. They even lied to us about a daggone virus. Why wouldn't they lie to us about where our rain comes from? I mean, yeah. And I like to use that a lot. You know, they've lied about everything. Why wouldn't they lie about everything? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
exactly. And we, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the things we learned as flat earthers. Water must have a, con- a container. You know, water doesn't just float around in the sky, especially not large amounts of it. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, the sun dries up water and there's, um, you know, there's humidity and there may be a little moisture in the air, but I don't think the clouds are holding all this water. I think they're just a covering for, you know, basically for whenever God's going to send rain. You notice how do all these clouds come together? You ever thought about that? They don't stay broken apart and blue skies, you know, during the middle of a storm. All the clouds draw themselves together and they get dark and then the rain comes. But that's just a covering so the sun doesn't immediately dry up the rain. And I have also I've seen it rain without a single cloud in the sky. I've personally witnessed that. I have felt, you know, it wasn't a huge rainstorm, but. I've seen it sprinkle rain on me and look up and see no clouds. I'm like, what in the world? There's no clouds. So where'd that rain come from? It comes from heaven. And you know what? You know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, weather manipulation by the government. So with your theory, maybe this weather manipulation is just cloud creation uh, creation just to hide this more or less and that's why you sometimes like you just said you can experience uh rain during sunshine but the government is just trying you know they haven't made it there yet or something yeah absolutely um it's possible see they've they've got ways to um you know to seed these clouds they claim and make it rain um at least that's you know that's what they claim but again uh once, once you um, read Enoch, you understand that the firmament is pretty. It's pretty advanced. Like it, it, it operates beyond our comprehension. For instance, as Enoch saw, he saw the storehouse or the treasure house of snow, the treasure house of rain, the treasure house of hail, the treasure house of of uh, sleet. And the angels that controlled these things, he spoke of them as if they were literal um, compartments, uh, you know, on the other side of the firmament, controlled by angels. Um, and that makes sense to me. That makes that makes a lot of sense to me. So, and maybe God's designed the firmament so that when the clouds cover up, you know, or darken a certain area of it, it triggers the rain. It triggers the windows of heaven to open and the rain comes. So maybe it's that simple and that's how they're able to manipulate it. I don't think they're spraying silver, what's it, silver oxide or silver iodine, silver something into some of these clouds and then a little while later it rains. Well, I think they're just darkening the clouds enough, um, enough to maybe trigger the uh, the response in the firmament to to open, you know, open the windows or, or whatever it does that makes it rain. Yeah, uh, and we can, we definitely know that the government knows more than we do. The government has more advanced technology than we do. So th- there really is no telling, you know, mm-hmm. how a lot of things could work. Exactly. Like a lot of the technology the government has and has gotten and mankind has or has gotten throughout the centuries 
came from the fallen angels. Well, nobody knows more about the heavens and how our world works than the angels. So I think it's that simple. These, these entities taught these secrets to mankind a long, long, long time ago. And somewhere throughout, you know, throughout history, the, the elites, um, the powers that be, they decided to keep this knowledge for themselves, right? To take it away from mankind, to conceal it, to keep it to themselves, and to use it for their gain and for their benefit and for more power and control. So, yeah, they obviously know how to manipulate these things because the entities that used to be up there watching it work, knew how it works, came down here and told them a long time ago, told our ancestors. And that's another reason God was so angry with the devil and his angels. Um, they taught us a bunch of secrets, a bunch of stuff we wasn't supposed to ever know. He didn't want us to know. And it's for our own good. He knew we'd take swords and bows and arrows kill and weapons, kill each other yeah and he knew we'd destroy the earth and harm it and harm each other so yeah you know you make a lot of great points shane and i'm really glad that we could bring you on you know when i when i reached out to you i wasn't expecting all of this knowledge that you're bringing today you know i was really just expecting a lot of knowledge about the astronomy which we're still going to get into that here soon yeah but I wanted to say thank you for sure for bringing all of this knowledge and then sharing something that you believe and haven't really talked much about. And uh, just so you know, here on this show, you know, we're still rather new. You're going to be episode number 29. So, okay. Uh, but everybody who's been listening and reached out to me so far has been nothing but welcoming and, and nice and, uh, you know, very receptive. So, you know, we can talk about everything here. You know, this is a safe place. No one judges anybody here at all. So I'm glad that you felt comfortable enough to share that with me and the audience. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Um, it's weird because that's that's a theory I've had for probably um, over a year now. And I've, I've kept it to myself. I haven't mentioned it. Um, and I, I probably shouldn't have done that, but I mean, you know how brutal people can be and how close minded they can be. So, but yeah, yeah, for, for whatever reason, it's out there now and <laughs> people, people can think up, think about it and look into it and decide for themselves. But I mean, it's okay to question things, even if I'm wrong about this, what's the harm in thinking about it, wanting to know for sure, you know, exactly. Um, it's, and like that's let's go ahead uh like i said i hope you don't mind i, I am gonna probably might bring this up on on that uh I'm, podcast that i go on i'm gonna give you all the credit though yeah yeah sure i don't i don't mind at all i think it'll click with a lot of people especially people that are well versed in the bible because i mean there's many many places in the bible that talks about opening the windows of heaven and making it rain that way so that's certainly how God flooded the earth. He opened the floodgates of heaven and Absolutely. the fountain broke open the fountains of the deep. So he flooded it from two ends. Okay. But all that rain didn't come from the clouds for the flood. That's right. So that's okay. very interesting connection. So once again, I'm going to say thank you. But so uh, before we get into the your hobby and stuff, I've got um, one more question for you. Who yeah. is your favorite flat earther and why? <laughs> hmm. 
Oh man, that's 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 too hard to pick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, I like. I mean, there's so many. I like a lot of them. There's some new. There's some you know relatively new ones out there too that are good. But I gotta say, if I'm being honest, the the guy that had the most impact, the most um, influence on me becoming a flat earther, um, was no doubt Caleb. Really? Uh, yeah. You're the second one to tell me that. Dude, he's so good at it. He really uh, is, he, and he's not he's not posting as much on TikTok anymore, which kind of, which kind of you know. It's it's all right. I mean, I understand he's doing a lot more stuff now. You know, he's got a podcast, and um, yeah, you know, I, I think he's planning on doing some pretty big things. But you know, I haven't seen much of him on TikTok anymore. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either lately. Um, I know he's got a girlfriend. He's he's recently, you know, got a new girlfriend, and that may be, you know, taking up a lot of his time, maybe. Um, but yeah, if. I don't know if you've ever got to catch one of his his and Derek um his and Derek's live where they you know put people in the box and let people come on and debate them or tell why they believe the earth is a spinning ball. I actually but, haven't. Oh gosh. I where hope you where do they go live at? On TikTok. They haven't recently. Yeah. Okay. But they were. They were doing it like you know, almost every night there for quite a few months. And everybody that got on there thought they were just going to prove that the earth was a spinning globe, but they all got demolished quickly and to the point to where I kid you not, most, most of these people, um, when they would bring up their so-called proof for a spinning ball earth, um, uh, Caleb and Derek would destroy this, whatever they brought up. I mean, within a matter of minutes and have these people, speechless like where they were stuttering they were speechless and they had no response they had no way to refute what he was saying um I, I, it, it's it was amazing i mean i'm not kidding his his lives were fire i mean it's incredible how easily he destroyed every single glober that came on i mean utterly destroyed them destroyed their argument destroyed their globe proofs with logic and with provable, verifiable, repeatable experiments and evidence and uh, observations. I mean, it, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. And I kind of liked his sarcasm in his videos, um, or not really sarcasm, it's just his presentation. But, um, yeah, he's, he's, in my opinion, he's definitely probably the best flat earth teacher out there. I mean, there's not a single topic about the globe model that I know of that you can bring up that he can't debunk. Yeah, I've I mean, never... that's, oh. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought him up because, you know, I used to chat with him here and there. It was about a year ago because I, I had started, a, um, I had started doing the same thing when I decided that, you know, it, it was time for me to share the truth because actually I got into Flat Earth about the same time that you did. It was about, you know, the end of 2020 and it was due to, you know, the, the COVID uh, stuff going around. So I had a little bit extra time and, and, you know, it was just, I come across some stuff and it was hard to not watch. And now I'm, I'm very similar with you, you know, it just kind of clicked with me and, uh, you know, Caleb was, was one of the people I would see a lot. 
and uh you know him and i he would share every video he would post back then he would share it with me immediately and uh you know i started making videos but but um you know something just happened and i didn't stick with it which i wish i would have because if i would have stuck with it i could only imagine how far i would be today and and maybe even you know you would have been seeing me on them lives with caleb or something you know but Derek and Caleb both they're wonderful so Derek Caleb if you happen to be listening please respond in my emails because I have reached out to Caleb because I would love <laughs> to have him on the show and yeah. uh, for all of the audience and and maybe even you Shane if y'all can help me you know get on his TikTok say hey go go on Robert's podcast I would really really appreciate it because I think it would be an amazing episode to have Caleb on <laughs> 